Hey everyone, welcome to church. So good to be gathering together. We hope that you're gathered with somebody this morning, that you are not alone for church, that maybe you've welcomed people into your home or you're at someone else's house, but um, we just want to make sure that everyone is doing church with someone each Sunday. Jump in the chat bar right now and just throw in whoever's at your place or wherever you are gathered together so we know who's, who's gathered, where they are, what you guys are doing. That'd be awesome. Yep. Fantastic. Sounds good. And hey, look, we just want to acknowledge that um, this is not ideal. Yeah. It's tough. We all want to be back together. It seems um, like it's never ending. Church, going. Everything is unknown at the moment. Yep. But, um, you know, like we sent out in an email last week, our perspective changes everything. Yeah. And so we have an opportunity right now to shift our perspective and see the beauty in all that God can do as we gather together for home church and get together around the table and eat food together, have communion together, pray for one another, laugh mm. together. Absolutely. And just um continue to gather as a community together yeah absolutely and i think that's that's key is that perspective is paramount because um you know the, the the revelation i've been having lately that god's really been stirring in my heart is that the bigger he is the smaller everything else is yes. and so um the smaller god is then the bigger our problems are the bigger our inconveniences are but if we can enlarge the perspective we have of god then the things we encounter the inconveniences we have actually become minimized because mm. he's become maximized yeah and and the thing is too like covid can't kill community yeah. Unless we let it. Unless we uh, remove ourselves, isolate ourselves, and, and, and don't put ourselves out there, then I think that's that's the the, the risk that we run. But um, but I think as the church, the church is bigger than COVID. The church is bigger than restrictions. The church is bigger Definitely. than lockdown. The church of Jesus Christ cannot be stopped. Um, if God is for us, who can be against us? And so let's do all we can to, like Anna said, get the, our perspective right, continue to be the church, even though we can't mm. meet at the church building. Um, and, and so we can just be who God's called us mm. to be. And trust, I think, too. Yeah. Just trust that God will do yeah. beautiful things and move in miraculous ways. Absolutely. This is no surprise to God. Nope. God knew COVID was coming. Yeah. And uh, I think he can't be put in a box. Yeah. Um, if we just put our trust and hope in him and continue to, to trust him, mm. um, exactly. that he will move and yeah. he will and just, do far more than we could ever hope or dream in this season. Absolutely. Um, a couple of things, just real quick, just to, while we've got your attention. Um, there's a lot of work been happening around the place here at church where we can't meet, which is ironic, but we thought we would maximize this time when we can't have services to do a bunch of work. So yeah. um, some really exciting things have been happening since um, we launched our finalization of the five-phase renovation plan vision uh, with Vision Builders. So we've got brand new plants all throughout the courtyard that are in there now looking great. We've got new furniture arriving in the coming weeks. Mm. Uh, so big surprise with our stage setting with a brand new screen and stages looking Schmick. Um, the kids' facility is all being painted. The exterior of the building is getting painted soon. And there is so much happening. There's so, so much more to come. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you want to pop in at any time and just say good day and have a look yes. around, you are more than welcome. Come um, say hi. Can get lonely in the office midweek. <laughs> so please come and say good day. Uh, so that's really cool. And we'll keep you posted with more things as they come to light. But yeah. um, it's, there's a lot still happening behind the scenes that you may not be aware of. Um, one cool thing this week that we got a video 
video through from Pastor Phil. Uh, Pastor Phil Pringle is the global founder and president of C3. And uh, so he sends out these periodic videos every so often to uh, all C3 churches across the globe, which there is how many? 570-something. That's close enough for me. Uh, so there's over 500 churches all over the globe in C3. So Pastor Phil sends videos out just to stay connected as one big family. And so we are lucky enough to have got this video come through this week. So I thought today would be a great day to play this video for us to all hear from our, our global president of C3, mm-hmm. Pastor Phil Pringle. So enjoy this clip. Hey, C3 family, it's such a pleasure to be talking to you online in your homes or connect groups or churches. If you've regathered, many of us have. Some are still in lockdown. Uh, I'm so looking forward to getting back together in the flesh with you. But even this can be such a lot of fun. And uh, definitely churches have found new ways to communicate both with their own congregations and with people who are yet to meet Jesus. So thanks all of you for being so on fire in this time, so positive, so filled with faith. And, you know, three times a year, uh, we bring this message to the movement. And, uh, and I'm so thrilled to be able to wait on God and, and, and discern from my point of view what I feel He's wanting to say to all of us right around the world. So it's a very helicopter view uh, message. And I do have something that I feel is burdening me anyway from the heart of God that he is calling us to a, another level of prayer right here at our own church. I've dialed up prayer for our board meetings, uh, for our pastors, because I feel there is, a, and it's, you don't even need to feel it's quite obvious, there is a distinct change in the world. Some things are never going to be the same again. And To embrace any new era, any new season, I believe the basis for that is prayer. So let me me say out of Ephesians 6 verse 10, finally, it's a final thought from an aging apostle. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil So there's a lot of attack going on in a lot of people's lives in all sorts of areas. But then he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Praying always with all prayer. Praying always with all prayer. There's a lot of different kinds of prayer. I would like to think that my influence on people is that they develop a life of prayer. Because I know that that one thing in their life will sustain them. If you keep yourself in the love of God, God will keep himself keeping you. Jude says that. Keep yourselves in the love of God and God will keep you from falling. He makes that promise. So if I keep myself in him, even if I stumble a little every now and then, make some mistakes, make some foolish decisions, I'm not going to completely fall because I've kept myself in him. He will keep you. From falling, And if you abide in him, you're going to bear fruit. It's not about just trying to get this strategy or 10 steps to church growth or what's the latest thing that I could do. If you're in prayer, growth is a natural outcome of abiding in Jesus. Form the habit of prayer and the habit will start to form you. 
You form a habit, the habit forms you. No doubt about it. Prayer is the lifeline of the Christian. It is the breathing apparatus of the Christian spirit. Like in scuba diving, when that big helmet guy with his metal suit on goes down the bottom of the ocean, you see him walking around. He's got a tube going up to the surface and he's breathing oxygen through that tube. That's what prayer is. We're down here on earth, surrounded by a lot of dark atmospheres and all other kinds of things. And we get, we, we're going to get overwhelmed by it if we don't breathe. If we don't breathe heaven's air. And so as you, as you hook up with God in prayer, fresh air is going to come into your life. Heaven's life will become the, the fuel that is in your spirit. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean that you're saying out loud prayers all day long, but you're looking to God just in the day. Before I do this, I'm looking to God. While I'm doing this, I kind of got one eye on God. And at the end of it, I'll say, thank you, Lord. If, you, if you're just looking up, it changes your perspective on everything. And you get guidance because you're opening to the Lord. You're in prayer. And then you can pray about things. When when. When people say, oh, I got this problem, don't just send them off to a counselor or a lawyer or someone. Say, let me pray for you. Believe in the power of prayer and pray the prayer of faith. As we minister to people with prayer, and I have never found anybody refusing prayer. On a plane, if somebody says, I've got problems with my kids, just say, let me pray for you. And they'll say, oh, that'd be great sometime. I, I say, well, let's do it now. And, and I just put my hand on them and uh, I pray and things happen. They're going to find the peace of God come on them. They feel the presence of God. And so prayer is, is our lifeline and it's other people's lifeline. So when we keep ourselves in the state of prayer, we're going to find that we form a habit. But let me say it again. You've got to intentionally pray. It doesn't come naturally like breathing. It actually takes intentionality. And in a world of distraction, it's so easy to not pray. Jesus says, get alone and pray. And you're going to find that you will actually be able to exchange your despair, your anxieties, your burdens for his strength in that place of prayer. Okay, so let me take you through some different kinds of prayer. When it says all prayer, these are the different kinds. Number one, requests to God. This is the one that most people are fully aware of. God, could you do this? God, I need that. God, But in Philippians 4, 6, this will defeat anxiety. This is good emotional health. This is good e- mental health practices. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Simple. Just go to prayer and say, God, this is my request. I make it known to you with thanksgiving. Why am I giving thanks? Because I've received the answer right then when I prayed. In everything, everything, he says there. Be anxious for nothing, but have faith in everything. Every situation, give it to God in prayer. Learn how to be an overcomer in prayer, and you're going to find yourself living in victory. Number two, the prayer of faith. It says in James uh, 5 verse 15, the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. How amazing is that? The prayer of faith. Pray. Don't just pray a worried prayer. Oh, God. Or or a demanding prayer. God, you've got to do this. 
or or a threatening prayer. If you don't answer me, I'd, what are you going to do to God? I mean, pray the prayer of faith. I believe God that your word is true. It will come to pass in this circumstance in the name of Jesus. Not even a hopeful prayer where I hope this happens, God. A prayer of faith is definitive. It is decisive. It is powerful. And the prayer of faith saves the sick. Three, warfare prayer. Matthew 12, 29. How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Bind the devil over your city. Bind the devil off your church. Bind the devil off your people. Cast out unclean spirits, backsliding demons, seductive spirits, all these things that are trying to take people away. Spirits of division, spirits of disunity, anything that's trying to come against you. Bind the devil. He loves to try and camouflage himself and say, it's not me. It's not me. And and we go, oh, we've got to talk and work this out and have fights with other people. Pray against the devil. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. That's a prayer, a prayer life. And this whole passage is surrounded by warfare. And we are involved in a war. You've got to go to war in prayer. Push back the devil. Best to do it as a company of believers together, binding the works of darkness. Number four kinds of prayer. The fourth kind of prayer, intercession. Romans 8, 26. The Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we should pray for, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Deep groanings. Have you ever had that kind of prayer? When you're in the grip of the Spirit, you go, oh, God. The groan reaches the throne. (laughs) Sometimes it's not even words. It's just, oh, you're so burdened in in a deep and wonderful, compassionate way about a situation. Take the burden of others on yourself. Say, God, that's what Jesus did. It's called intercession. Number five, praying in the spirit. This is what edifies ourselves and helps us understand some of the mysteries of God. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds himself up. He who prophesies edifies the church, which Paul prefers because he says, but that doesn't mean it discounts speaking in tongues. He's spoken tongues more than any of us. Uh, and, and then it, it says, but you, beloved, in Jude 120, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, you build your faith up. Also, Isaiah says, when you speak in tongues, you'll bring rest to your souls. So speaking in tongues is a spiritual power that connects you with the supernatural world. It's the, it's the least of the gifts, which is awesome because it's the lowest entry point into a supernatural lifestyle. And tongues is what takes you there. It unhooks your tongue from your brain and hooks it up to your spirit so that you are speaking mysteries to God. You're speaking in, in these beautiful worship things to God that only God in heaven can understand. United prayer. Number six, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Unite together with other believers in prayer. At least half of our life, our prayer life should be with others. Half of it on our own, half of it with others. When we pray together, we bring unity and power into the church. The place of agreement is the place of power. And it, you see it in the book of Acts. They all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And on that condition, the Spirit fell. Number seven, devotional prayer. And I'll finish with this. There are more. 
Maybe next session we'll, uh, we'll go over those. But devotional prayer is super important. James 4 verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Hebrews 10 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. This is so amazing because in the Old Testament, just one person, Aaron the high priest, could approach God and go through the veils. And he only, was only allowed to go once a year. One person, once a year from one family, the family of Levi. That was it. That was the only person who could get into the presence of God. But in the New Testament, when Jesus died, the veil was rent. And Hebrews tells us in no uncertain terms that now the way into the Holy of Holies, into the very presence of God is available, not just on one day a year, but every day of the year. Not just to one family, but to all families of the earth. Not just to one person, but to every single individual. This is why Jesus died, that the Father could have fellowship with you and me, that we could have a relationship with God, that we could come into his presence and know that we're in the presence of God. Not just suppose it or hope it or imagine it. You know you're there. You can feel it. You know you're there because of a, you've come into another level, another frequency of understanding and perception, another level of consciousness where you're a conscious of God. So I love you guys, and I'm so encouraged about all the great things that are happening all around our movement, even in lockdown. But let's dial up the prayer life as we move into a new season of post-COVID and find out the great things that God will do. He said, call unto me and I will answer you and do things for you that you know not. You'd never comprehend the great things that God can do if we just call on him. God bless you. Have an awesome weekend. Hey, how good was that? It's always so good, so good and so mm. encouraging to hear from Pastor Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Love. It. I just love um, his heart for prayers really inspires me to step up my game when it comes to prayer. Like, here's a guy for the last 40 plus years of his life gets up at 5 a.m. and marches the beach and prays, and mm. um, and just so that he himself can have a connection with God, and that is super inspiring. And um, and just thinking about that video too that we just watched, just reinforcing what we were saying earlier about the bigger God is, the smaller everything else becomes. And I think it's the same with other areas in church life too. Like the, the bigger we have a view of prayer, the smaller our issues with prayer become. And like, I know some, some people have um, preferred ways of praying that you should pray this way, this way, this way. But I love what Pastor Phil was saying that um, there are multiple ways we can pray and in different seasons and spaces and places. There is devotional prayer, there's personal prayer, intercessory prayer, warfare prayer. And I think, you know, if we have a a, a bigger view of prayer, if prayer is, is a big thing for us, then if we think that prayer is just warfare or just devotional, um, then we can make a big deal about people that pray a different way to us. But when we realize how big and vast prayer is, then that, that allows grace to flow to yeah. accept how other people might pray or different expressions of prayer. And, you know, certainly how we pray in, in a Pentecostal context is completely different to how, a, uh, you know, an Anglican church in the Philippines would pray, for example. So I think when we have a bigger view, then the issues we have become smaller totally. and we can, we can have a greater sense of unity in the church, which is, is awesome. And so um, that brings me to the next 
part of um, what we're about to announce, which mm, we're really excited it's about. Exciting. Because this thing with prayer has been really rolling around in my heart for a while now, and, and I feel like God's been knocking on my heart to do something with prayer for probably at least a month. Um, and so when this video came through from Pastor Phil, really, I guess, nudged me over the edge to, to pull the trigger on doing what yeah. I felt God was, you know, pushing me into. And so um, Catherine Shank and the team are doing a wonderful yeah, job, haven't they? Zoom prayer meetings yeah. every Sunday morning. Yeah, nine o'clock. and most people wouldn't know, but the yeah. prayer team still meet on Zoom. Um, yeah. Ever since sort of COVID shut things down, they've been praying for you, your families, yeah. the church. Um, and so we're so thankful for all the team who have logged in over those uh, over the last couple of months doing all that. My phone fell down, which has all my notes on it for this segment. So and it just um, shut down. So secrets revealed. So we're going off script right now. We ah. are, but we don't. Not an issue because um, we're going to shut those Zoom prayer meetings down. However, we're coming back to the building for prayer. Yes. So we're so excited to let you know that every Sunday at eight a.m. the doors will be open for a prayer meeting every yep. single week, and so. It's going to look a little different. There'll be sign-in. There'll be COVID-safe measures. Hand sanitizers. We and encourage you to wear a mask. That is the um, suggestion from the New South Wales Premier in regards to church gatherings that masks are worn. Um, and it will be a little different in how it looks. However, we will be together. We will be praying. Um, and you know, recent studies have shown that um, wearing a mask does not, um, block faith from leaving your mouth and entering no. it. That's true. The studies have shown that that is true, that faith still gets through masks and God <laughs> hears the prayers through those, which is amazing. Mm. Who would have so, thought? So, look, let's be honest. Yeah. It's going to be weird, but God's going to be here. You're going to be here. It's totally. going to be powerful. Yeah. And it's a first step forward in us coming back together to being together. Yeah. There still is a limit of 100 people. So, yeah. You know, we might have to turn you away at the door at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. That'd be a good problem. But wouldn't that be exciting? Awesome. So, um, in in saying all of that, um, I don't know what I was going to say next. Come next Sunday at 8 a.m. Absolutely. Oh, the reason that's what I was going to say. The reason we do it at 8 o'clock is because we want to do it early, but not too early because it's Sunday morning. So we thought let's do it at 8 o'clock. Um, that way we can come pray for an hour. Then we've got an hour from 9 till 10 to get home or get to a friend's house or get to wherever we're going to be gathering together to watch church with friends. Yep. And so that gives us an hour to, to do that and get ready. So, um, yeah. That'd it's going to be, awesome. be good. Can't wait. It's exciting. So, hey, one last thing. We are going to throw to this week's at-home worship. It's a special one. With Stick a around. twist. Because you know what? You don't have to worship at home. You could, I don't know, hypothetically, you could worship, let's say, while you're camping. So uh, no. maybe we you could You can do go it. camping and worship? Apparently you can. So maybe we could just throw to this week's at camping worship. <laughs> have a great week, guys. Enjoy. Love you so much.
dead man walk again Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling Yeah. Mm-hmm. 